الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا توبوا الى الله توبه نصوحا وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم التائب حبيب الله او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected ulama e kiram brothers and elders <coughs> we have gathered so that we may refresh some lessons one is regarding the significance of this night and how we should be conducting ourselves how we should be applying ourselves what we should be doing to take the benefit of this mubarak night and together with that what should be our direction in life in general where should we be heading to so that is the intention that how we can bring these lessons into our life so let us make that niyat according to the intention allah taala will bless us this is a very common thing that whenever there's some occasion coming up then there's a lot of cleaning up that takes place very common some wedding happening in the family the house so there's a lot of spring cleaning that starts people even sometimes repaint the house the garden is all pruned and lawn is mowed and everything is made perfect and to the last detail all the dusting and cleaning carries on why because there's some function going to take place some occasion there's going to be a marriage a wedding in the family and there'll be guests that will be coming but as that function will last for maybe 1 hour 2 hours 3 hours one day then everybody is gone but for that all these efforts all these pains are taken all this expense is undertaken because there is something going to take place some major function some occasion some event we have a very great occasion and event that is coming to us which is the mubarak month of ramadan may allah tbaraka wa taala give us the tawfiq to prepare for this time may allah taala keep us with salamati till the mubarak month of ramadan comes and enable us to take the maximum benefit from the mubarak month but this is a major event that is coming but being the neglectful and forgetful servants of allah taala that we are on our own accord we might forget to do the cleaning up and the preparation for this great event to come whereas we should have started long ago in the hadith the dua of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam with regards to the mubarak month of ramadan nabi sallallahu enthusiasm that is displayed in this dua allahumma barik lana fi rajab wa sha'ban wa ballighna ramadan allah grant us barakat in rajab and sha'ban from rajab nabi sallallahu alaihi making this dua and enable us to reach ramadan so this ramadan is thing and this is a great occasion great event but unfortunately we are so caught up in our things we forget to prepare for this great time so again on top of that allah taala has showered more grace on us that my servants may forget to do the clean up allah taala presents us with another occasion before the month of ramadan barely on this doorstep the occasion of the 15th night of shaaban allah taala says this is my invitation to clean up to get ready for that mubarak month of ramadan that is coming allah knows best his hikmat but this significance that is on the 15th of shaaban could have been any other part of the year as allah taala will it is up to him where he puts it 
It could have been in Muharram. It could have been in uh, Zul Qa'da. It could have been any month of the year. But he's in Sha'ban. That too, barely two weeks before the month of Ramadan. Lailon knows best what his hikmat is. But this is a message to us. That there's a time to clean up. A time to make everything speak and span. So that when the guest comes, then the guest can be received with great honor and respect. Imagine a person has a wedding in his home and the guests are arriving, everything is in disarray, things are dirt all over the place, whole lot of uh, things are lying around the house, there's thorny bushes all over the place. Nobody will ever dare leave it like that. Nobody will want to ever have a play, wedding in a place like that. Everybody wants to make it, whereas it's clean, they want to make it even more clean. For insan, for human beings to be able to see it. So Allah Ta'ala is giving us this opportunity that the various thorny bushes within us, the dirt and filth within us, and all the other various obstacles that will come in the way to attaining the benefit of the month of Ramadan. Allah Ta'ala presents us with an occasion, the 15th of Sha'ban, that, oh my bandhas, come take this opportunity and do this clean up. Do the spring clean. Now one is the spring cleaning of the files of sin that a person has gathered over the year. So Allah Ta'ala says, that too is my special grace on this night. In the hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentions that when it is the 15th night of Sha'ban, Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness descends. Allah Ta'ala forgives numerous souls more than the number of hay on the sheep of Bani Kalb. Bani Kalb was a tribe that was known for its huge number of sheep. Can we imagine what number that would be? So this is very special grace that is pouring down. Allah Ta'ala says, yeah, I am forgiving your sins, ready to forgive. But you must be ready to take also. So this is one spring cleaning, that these files get cleaned out. The ulama state, some of the view, that this refers to the minor sins of a person. The major sins, he still has to make toba. But minor doesn't mean something minor in that sense that it is small. The word minor is sometimes deceiving and misleading when it comes to the aspect of sins. Otherwise, minor, in terms of minor sins, is also major. Minor sin is like a small fire. And a major sin is like a big fire. So nobody sees a small fire, it doesn't matter, you can put in your pocket. Just a burning coal, it's not a whole place a blaze or something, just one burning coal, put it in your pocket, what's the difference? The damage that that entire huge fire will do, this burning coal will also do the same damage. That will do it in one minute, this may do it in one hour, the same end result. The Mufassirin explain, Allah Alusi Rahmatullah states, that لَا تَحْقِرَنَّ مِنَ الْحَسَى Don't ever regard any Small sin is small. He says because mountains are made of pebbles. Mountains, it's all pebbles together. If you break that mountain up, it will come into small pebbles. All those pebbles together made the mountain. So those small sins also will weigh heavily. All that put together will become a very heavy load on a person's scales of bad deeds on the day of Qiyamah. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, I'm ready to forgive. Is there somebody ready to take? So one is to clean out this, to sincerely repent. And Allah Ta'ala's doors of mercy are open for a person until there is life. As long as there is life, there is hope. And Allah Ta'ala's mercy is forever there. Many a person becomes despondent that is there some, ever can there ever be some hope for me? Yes, there can be hope. There is hope. But we have to take that opportunity now. Many a times a person procrastinates for tomorrow. Tomorrow may be too late. Tomorrow may be too late. Now is the time Allah Ta'ala has given us this opportunity 
to take these opportunities and acquire the forgiveness of Allah wa ta'ala. So one is Allah Ta'ala is giving us this opportunity to clean up our sins. But then the spring cleaning is beyond this also. There are very specific aspects that have been highlighted in the ahadith. Specific aspects which become a barrier from a person attaining the maghfirat of this night. Now the example of this is, somebody announces that as everybody is going to leave the masjid, you get one bar of gold. One bar of gold, already a person would be planning what, what he'll do with it. First problem he'll have is where to keep it. And the second problem is the taxman mustn't come to know. But in any case, let's assume all that this gets taken care of. What, what he'll be planning? And how much he can do with it? And he might already be working out his retirement. So now this bar of gold is so valuable. But then there are certain exclusions mentioned. That a person who has these particular issues in his life, then he must just carry on walking past. Nothing for him. Can we imagine any one of us, he say, no, leave it, I don't want that bar of gold. Whatever it is, I'll carry on the way I am. We will sort out whatever it is immediately. Because that bar of gold mustn't get lost, mustn't, be, mustn't miss out on it. So we understand the value of dunya. The value of dunya is but what Allah's Nabi has said in the Hadith Sharif that لو كانت الدنيا تعدل عند الله جناح بعوضة ما سقى كافرا منها شربة That is this entire world. What is one bar of gold? What is one bar of gold? Or what is one mine of gold? Or all the gold mines of the world? Allah's Nabi Islam is saying, if this entire world, with all its riches, with all its wealth, with all in anything and everything in it, if it had this much of value in the sight of Allah Ta'ala, to the extent of the wing of a mosquito, not even the whole mosquito, what is a mosquito? And then what is the wing of the mosquito? If it had that much of value in the sight of Allah Ta'ala, ma saqa kafiram minha shurba. Allah Ta'ala would not have given a disbeliever even one sip of water to drink. Because it's so valuable now that it is worth the wing of a mosquito. So now the kafir can't benefit from this at all. But in the sight of Allah Ta'ala, the entire world doesn't even have that value. Whatever Allah Ta'ala has blessed somebody with is a ni'mat. Alhamdulillah, he'll use it, he'll make shukr on it. With that shukr also, he'll get closer to Allah Ta'ala, provided he's acquiring it in a halal way. But in the sight of Allah Ta'ala, this doesn't have the value of a wing of a mosquito also. So, that bar of gold, what does it amount to then? From this entire wing of the mosquito, what fraction of it? You'll need a giant microscope, maybe that too won't see that fraction. But for that one bit, for that fraction, we will definitely do whatever it takes to sort out everything so that there is nothing that prevents or bars us from receiving that bar of gold. Whereas the akhirat, the akhirat is everlasting. The forgiveness of Allah, wa ta'ala, this is the real thing. This is what is of worth. This is what makes a person's dunya and akhirat. So this is what we have to focus on in the little time that we have left. That in our lives, if there are any of these aspects, then we have to make amends immediately. We have to sort ourselves immediately. So that this is not bar of gold, more than what the whole world is worth. What Allah Ta'ala is showering down on this Mubarak night. We don't become deprived of it. So what are these aspects that become the obstacle from achieving the maghfirat of this night, the forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala? Some of these aspects that have been mentioned in the hadith is what we will discuss. May Allah Ta'ala give us a topic of reflecting within ourselves and of listening with an open heart and listening with that mindset that I need to gain this maghfirat of Allah Ta'ala. So whatever it takes, I need to sort it out. In one hadith, Nabi Islam says, that when it is the 15th night of Shaban, Allah Ta'ala's special mercies descend. فَيَغْفِرُ اللَّهُ لِجَمِيعِ خَلْقِهِ Allah Ta'ala then forgives His entire creation. Allah Ta'ala forgives His entire creation. But then immediately in that hadith, Nabi Islam excludes two categories. 
illa li mushrikin aw mushahidin he is a person who commits shirk who ascribes partners with allah tabaraka wa taala such a person becomes deprived of the mercies of this night one is the total open shirk allah taala save us person is bowing down to some idol bowing down to some tree some cow and this too is purely the gift of allah taala that allah taala granted us iman and saved us from the shirk otherwise there are many people so called the intelligentsia of the world people who have iqs in the 200s but the person's intelligence is of that level that he can't understand that this idol can't do anything for him he's bowing down to the idol so that intelligence is not anything it is the gift of allah taala that that iman allah taala blessed us with we have to make shukr to allah taala for this so one is this open shirk then shirk in the attributes of allah taala person believe somebody besides allah taala can grant him sustenance somebody besides allah taala can give children can give cure he is begging from something besides allah tbaraka wa taala begging from the grave begging from wherever believing that somebody besides or something besides allah taala can grant these things then this is also shirk such a person is also deprived then it is the most subtle shirk which nabi islam some describes in one hadith that that shirk which is more silent than the crawling of an ant and that is the shirk of riya of doing things instead of doing it for allah tbaraka wa taala doing it for other than allah for the name and fame of the world in order to get the praise of people to make a name for oneself whatever the motive may be the motive that is besides allah tbaraka wa taala this too is a form of shirk and nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says inna yasira riya shirkun in a minute amount of riya is shirk so to make toba from this also and to beg allah tbaraka wa taala for ikhlas for sincerity in everything we do so this is the first category that nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentions the second aspect that was mentioned in this hadith is illa li mushrikin aw mushahim that person who harbors malice in his heart for anybody now we spoke about the sprinkling and the removing of all the dirt the filth the thorny bushes the cleaning out when there's a major occasion that comes there's some wedding taking place person is cleaning out everything any junk in the yard is getting dumped anything else that is <coughs> forget being junk but it's not of use it's futile it's lying there wasting occupying space get rid of it also it's futile of no use to us so all these things are done that occasion is coming the month of ramadan is coming allah taala is giving us this occasion that my bandas may not have done it on their own accord so here i'm giving the, them this opportunity come grab it with both hands and do this clean up clean the heart out of all these thorns all these scorpions and snakes all this malice in the heart and bring in the heart that aspect of forgiveness subhanallah in the quran sharif if we think and we ponder over that incident in which allah tbaraka wa taala teaches us the lesson of forgiveness and in such a dramatic way the incident is very lengthy but just to get to the crux of it that has aisha siddiqa radhiyallahu ta'ala anha she was slandered by the munafiqin can we imagine now that personality who is the wife of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and that personality who allah taala chose to be the wife of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in the hadith sharif nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam once said to her that on several occasions i saw a dream that is before he got married to aisha radhiyallahu ta'ala anha i saw a dream that as jibril sallallahu alaihi wasallam came with a child covered and it was a dream but the dreams of ambiya ali musallatu wasalam a wahi and he said this is going to be your wife so i opened the cover it was you and on several occasions he had this dream so this was divine selection of allah tbaraka wa taala so that personality who was divinely selected to be the wife of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam 
and now she is being slandered? Can a person imagine what goes through that husband at that time, the husband being none other than Rasulullah What goes through the parents? Can we imagine anybody's wife, anybody's sister, anybody's daughter being slandered, her chastity is slandered. What goes through the person? And here Nabi Sallallahu one month this entire episode is taking place. No wahi has come down. So Nabi Sallallahu is not aware of the clarity of this. Though he has full confidence. But till nothing has come clearly, what does he do? And this is a very, very painful incident. As Aisha radiallahu somehow didn't come to know about it till the last days. This is the gossip and the rumors carrying on. And when she finally heard about it, she collapsed. She collapsed unconscious. And then she became extremely sick. She couldn't eat one morsel. And she couldn't sleep one wing for days. Can you imagine what he's going through? And now she's at her parents' home. And they're observing all this firsthand. Eventually the ayah of the Quran Sharif were revealed. Allah wa ta'ala reveals an entire ruku of the Quran Sharif. Explaining the purity and the chastity of Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. And the mischief of the munafiqeen. So now this matter was as clear as daylight. Now in this rumor mongering and this passing of this slander, the munafiqeen were mainly involved, but some innocent Muslims got caught up in this. This is a very big lesson. A very, very big lesson. Many a times, some things come to our ears and we just start passing it on. Or it comes to our screens and we just press one button, send to all. And in one button we made ghibat sometimes hundred times. Or in one button we have committed hundred bohtan sometimes. Hundred slanders. Because we send it to hundred contacts. And a person who commits bohtan, who slanders somebody in this dunya, on the day of Qiyamah he will be stopped on the pulsirat, on the bridge across Jahannam. And he will be told, now first you bring evidence for what you said, otherwise you go down into Jahannam. As it is, it was a slander. Where is he going to bring evidence from? So this is a very big lesson. So in any case, these three sahaba who were sincere people, but they just somehow got caught up in passing this information on. And one of these three people was Mistah, who was the cousin of Hazrat Abu Bakr. Can we imagine, he is the father, he sings, he himself is suffering as a result of this incident, his daughter's pain is in front of his eyes, and after this entire incident is cleared, obviously there's relief, but now it became apparent that this cousin of his, Mista, was also involved in passing on this rumor. And as Abu Bakr used to assist Mista financially because he was a very poor person. He was very down and out. Siddi anhu used to help him out all the time. Now when this happened and this incident took place and he also got caught up in this and now that the ayat of the Quran Sharif were revealed and everything was as clear as daylight, Abu Bakr takes a qasam that I will never ever give Mista a thing again. And who can not uh, feel for him at that moment? That what has he gone under? What kind of pain? What kind of hardship? What kind of difficulty? And the person who he is helping, that person becomes part of Increasing that difficulty, and normally pain is felt more when it is from somebody close. Pain is more when it is from somebody close. There's somebody distant, you don't know the person, never saw him in your life, and he passed by and he said something hurtful. See, this person is a madman. Ignore him, carry on. But if somebody close, some close friend said half of that, person feels very, very hurt about it because he's somebody close. He didn't expect this from somebody close. Somebody distant, well, he doesn't even know. But somebody close, you expect different from him. And here this person was being assisted by the Abu Bakr So he takes a some I will never give Mista a thing again. But after all, he was Siddiq Akbar. He was that person who Allah Ta'ala made his tarbiyat from the skies. Allah Ta'ala reveals the ayat of the Quran Chief. 
ولا يأتل أول الفضل منكم والسعة أن يؤتوا أول القربة والمساكين والمهاجرين في سبيل الله. That those whom Allah Taala has given this virtue, so Abu Bakr is being referred to. That he is a person of virtue. And a person who Allah Taala has given some abundance in terms of wealth, so people of virtue and abundance must never ever take such a qad that they will not give the masakin, the poor, and the muhajirin, because Mustafa was a muhajir also. Rather, what should they do? Now, keep in mind the whole background. Keep in mind the incident that happened. Bear in mind the pain he suffered. What kind of hardship he underwent, and one whole month is going in this. Allah Taala says, "Wal yafu, wal yasfahu." Forgive and overlook. Can we imagine the background? The Sahaba Ikram presented their lives that use us to teach the Ummah whatever lesson. Whatever lesson needs to be taught to the Ummah, let our lives be sacrificed for that. And here, this whole family is being sacrificed, and their lives are being presented that use us to teach the Ummah the lesson of forgiveness. Allah Taala is revealing this. Well, yafu, well, yasfahu. They must forgive and overlook. After whatever has happened, after whatever difficulty has come, despite the slander, despite the rumor mongering that took place, and despite the pain that was suffered, and then Allah Taala poses a question: Allah to hibbuna iyaqfir Allahu lakum. Do you not love that Allah Taala should forgive you? Person comes as Abu Bakr radhiyallahu anhu. And he says, "Do you know what ayat was revealed?" He says, "What ayat was revealed?" He says, "This ayat was just revealed now." And he recites that ayat to him. Hazrat Abu Bakr immediately understands the message that I have just taken this qasam now, and this message is for me. He was, after all, Siddiq Akbar. He was not one of us. On that, in that very moment, he says, "Ana uhibu ayyakfir Allahu li, fa ana aghfiru li mista." He repeatedly says, "Bala, why not? Ohibbo yaghfir Allahu li. I love that Allah Taala should forgive me. I completely forgive Mister. Not only forgive him, he then says, I will increase what I used to give him previously. What I previously used to give him, I will increase it. So this is the heart of a mu'min. This heart which is clean, which doesn't. Dunya is dunya. We are not going to take the dunya and go in the cover." And all these little issues, they will all get left behind. But by being forgiving, by overlooking, by being tolerant, by cleaning our hearts out, we are making our akhirat. By removing the thorns from our hearts, we are planting roses for ourselves in the cover. By removing this dirt from our hearts. We are cleaning the road ahead to Jannat. So this one is to completely clean our hearts out. And if we have erred somewhere, then to also seek the forgiveness of others. There should be no embarrassment in asking for forgiveness. Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. It is the latter part of his life before he leaves the world. One day he stands up in front of the Sahaba Ikram in the Masjid. And he says that anybody has any right over me, and if I have hurt anybody in any way, who is asking? Can we imagine? Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Sayyidul Ambiya wal Mursalin. No Nabi will enter Jannah before Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ana Sayyidu wal Di Adam yom al Qiyamati wala Fakhr. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says on the day of Qiyamah, I will be the leader of all mankind. I don't say this out of pride. I am commanded to say it. I have to say it. And that being who Allah Taala forgave him everything, liyakfir alak Allahu ma taqaddam min zambika wa ma taakhir. Everything past and future was forgiven for him from before. And he's standing in front of his ummatis, and he's saying, anybody has anything, any right to take from me, then take it from me now. And if I've hurt anybody anyway, then take revenge now. Otherwise, wipe it off for the sake of Allah Taala. One sahabi wakes up and he says, "Oh Nabi of Allah, you once hit me on my back." So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, "Well, you, what you have to do? 
can be imagined. This person says, but when you hit me, my upper, there was no upper garment on me. It was bare. My shoulder was bare. You have got an upper garment. Allah's Nabi Salaam removes his upper garment. Can we imagine the lesson that is being taught to the Ummad? The Sahabi comes and then he hugs Nabi Salaam and kisses him. He says, I only wanted to do this. I didn't have any other object. I wanted to have the honor of this. But the lesson that Nabi Salaam taught, he's standing in front of his Ummatis. And he's even removing his upper garment. You want to take revenge in the way that I hit you? You're welcome. Come do it now. I don't want to leave anything for the Akhirat. Because the Akhirat, the issue there is very severe. What gets sorted out here, this is easy. There's no embarrassment in going to ask somebody for forgiveness. <clears throat> As the Shah Abdul Ghani Pulpuri, Rahmatullah, great Buzurg of the time, the Sheikh Baba, Hazrat Wala, Hazrat Maha Hakim, Akhtar Sahib, Rahmatullah, his Sheikh, the senior, very great alim of the time. And one day, some youngster who used to be in his khidmat used to come. He one day just reprimanded him a little harshly. Did something, made a mistake, whatever. Told him, jahil kahika. And he reprimanded him. That person didn't say anything. After all, he was khadim. And then he went away. After whatever time, then he went away home. But later that, as the day passed, Hazrat is saying to some of his attendants there, that what I did today was not right. I reprimanded this person for more, or in a way that was more than what his mistake was. His mistake was minor, and I reprimanded him very severely. Can we imagine who? person who is a senior personality of the time. And somebody who regards himself as, I'm at your service, you do what you want. And let us now reflect while listening to this incident, our conduct, for example, with our wives at home, with our children, with our employees maybe, with our subordinates, with others in society. Let's keep this in mind as we go along. So in any case, this I reprimanded him, reprimanded. And not that he used any kind of vulgar language or he used any kind of abusive words. But he just reprimanded him a bit harshly. So he says, no, this is something that can't be allowed to remain like this. Uh, he was already his old age. So he immediately left to go and look for this person. That person lived more than a mile away in the villages of India. And this person was more in a rural area. So it is already coming close to Maghrib time. It was perhaps several miles away. He didn't even know the road properly. In this old age, he goes looking for this person's house. And it's almost Maghrib time by the place. Come knock on the door. This person comes. He says, I've come to ask you for forgiveness. That today I reprimanded you a bit more than what was necessary. That person is shocked. He says, I am your slave. What maf are you asking me for? I didn't even take any notice of anything. I, it didn't even hurt in any way because whatever, I'm at your service. He said, forget all the Hazrat and everything. I have come to ask you to forgive me. I will not move till you forgive me. This person is protesting, but what is there to forgive? He said, forget all the stories of yours. I have come here to ask you to forgive me. You don't forgive me, I won't move from here. He says, well, if that is the only thing that's going to please you, so if it's going to please you, fine, I've forgiven you for the sake of Allah. Ta'ala. Now that he said this, he said, Alhamdulillah. Now I'm at ease and he comes back all the way. But he undertook this pain, this difficulty, this hardship, so that tomorrow on the day of Qiyamah there is no question left. Tomorrow on the day of Qiyamah there is no issue that is left with anybody. Despite whatever it entailed, he was ready for everything. But how Allah Ta'ala blessed him again that night, that night when he slept, he sees in a dream. Dreams are dreams, but they are true dreams. And especially when a person sees Rasulullah in a dream, then that Nabi says, Man ra'ani fil manami faqad ra'ani. The person who sees me in a dream has certainly seen me. It's a true dream. So he sees in a dream, he is sitting in a boat. And Nabi says, Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu on another boat. And Nabi says to us, Ali radiallahu anhu, 
that Abdul Ghani is bought together with ours. So he leans out and he holds on to it and in the water he brings it and he says in the dream I heard the sound of the two bolts hitting against each other, the wood uh, sound when it knocks. And he said Alhamdulillah that sound is still in my mind and every time that comes to my mind my whole being is filled with a sweetness I cannot explain. But where this came from? By undertaking what is necessary for the sake of Allah. So this cleaning out of the heart is no minor thing. This is a major thing. And Allah Ta'ala loves this. After all the heart is the house of the love of Allah Ta'ala. A person likes to live in a clean house. So if this heart is clean, then that pure love of Allah Ta'ala will come. And this heart is filled with dirt, with malice, with hatred, with enmity, with other evils. Then how is this pure love going to come? So this was the second category that Nabi Islam mentioned in hadith of those people who will be deprived of the mercies of this night. Then in another narration, Rasulullah says that among those people who are deprived of the mercy of this night is a person a person who is disobedient to his parents. This is a topic that we have discussed on many occasions. It is something that doesn't require too much of elaboration but Every time this occasion will come, we are being given this lesson. That look, clean this out. Don't let this be a barrier. That bar of gold. We need to get that bar of gold. What is that bar of gold? It's that one minor of a minor fraction of that wing of a mosquito. But for that bar of gold, we will clean our hearts out. For that bar of gold, we'll send an SMS to some parent if we have some problem with now, right here. Look, there's somebody waiting at the door there with a the bar of gold. He says, still I don't get your forgiveness then I'm not going to get that bar of gold. Please forgive me. Half of that bar is for you. So we'll go 50-50. For that bar of gold, we'll do it. Allah Ta'ala is saying that I am ready to forgive. But a person who has this in his life, that he has been disobedient to his parents, such a person is deprived of the mercies of this night. And this is something the Quran Sharif has highlighted in so many different places and in such a way also that way in the ayat of the Quran Sharif which we discussed on several occasions where Allah Ta'ala says وَإِن جَاهَدَاكَ عَلَىٰ أَن تُشْرِكَ بِمَا لَيْسَ لَكَ بِهِ عِلْمٌ فَلَا تُطِعْهُمَا وَصَاحِبْهُمَا فِي الدُّنْيَا مَعْرُوفًا that if your parents insist upon you pressurize you to commit shirk can we imagine that if somebody's parents are mushrik they are idolaters and they are insisting upon that believing son that you also must commit shirk. Allah Ta'ala says, Fala Don't obey that. You can't obey somebody in something that in, uh, causes the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. But in the same breath, the next word Allah Ta'ala says, Wasahibhuma fit dunya ma'rufa. But deal with them kindly in the world. You will not obey them, but you will not obey them with respect. You will not obey them in the wrong command. With respect, even in that command of shirk, you are not allowed to be disobeying them with disrespect. And even in that instance, this ayat of the Quran Sharif still applies. Don't even say uff to them. Don't even say uff. The Bufasirin explained that if there was a word in the Arabic language smaller than uff to denote irritation, if there was a word smaller than uff to denote irritation, then Allah Ta'ala would have revealed that word. In other words, don't even express irritation. It's not necessarily the saying of the word uff that is being meant. Saying of the word uff itself is not what is being meant. What is being meant is don't even express irritation to them. Can we imagine the rights of parents? So, the person who is disobedient to his parents in the hadith, Nabi Islam says, such a person also is deprived of the mercy of such a great occasion, such a great night. Allah Ta'ala forgives so many people. So This is a time to mend this. Then, together with that, in the hadith, Nabi Islam also says, rahimin, The person who severs family ties, cuts off family ties. 
One is parents, then the extended family. Whether it's brothers and sisters, whether it's uncles and aunts, or cousins or nephews, or whatever extended family members they are. Nabi Islam says the person who cuts off family ties, such a person is also deprived of the mercy of such a great knight. And this family ties, this is the prescription for barakat. This is not an optional thing. Maintaining family ties is not an optional thing. Because an optional thing, there is no warnings if a person doesn't do it. If a person doesn't perform ishraq namaz, there is no warning that there is so much of sin incurred, or there will be this harm if he didn't perform ishraq namaz. It's a very great thing. If he performs it, alhamdulillah, excellent. He'll get great reward for it. He'll get the sawab of one accepted uh, hajj and umrah. But here they are warnings. <coughs> Nabi Islam is saying the person who is uh, guilty of severing family ties is deprived of the mercies of this night. Deprived of the forgiveness of Allah. Wa ta'ala. In the hadith, Nabi Islam explains the aspect of family ties. What is the, what is the virtue of this, maintaining it? In the hadith, Nabi Islam says that the person who wants barakat in his life and wealth, مَنْ أَحَبَّ أَنْ يُبْصَرَ لَهُ فِي رِزْقِهِ وَيُنْسَأَ لَهُ فِي أَثَرِهِ The one who loves to have barakat, that's the crux of it. Barakat in his life and his wealth. فَلْيَسِلْ رَحِمَا And let him maintain his family ties. Let him maintain his family ties. And الرَّحِمُ مُعَلَّقَةٌ بِالْعَرْشِ This family ties has been given a form. It is suspended to the arsh and the throne of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. And from there it is making dua. تَقُولْ مَنْ وَصَلَنِي وَصَلَهُ اللَّهِ وَمَنْ قَطَعَنِي قَطَعَهُ اللَّهِ Constantly is making dua. Oh Allah, the one who maintains me, you maintain him. Ya Allah, the one who maintains me, you maintain him. Can we imagine at the arsh of Allah, the dua is being made for the person. And the opposite also. وَمَنْ قَطَعَنِي قَطَعَهُ اللَّهِ Ya Allah, the one who cuts me off, you cut him off. When Allah Ta'ala cuts somebody off, where there's going to be peace in his life. Allah Ta'ala cuts somebody off, he doesn't have to take everything that he owns. Allah Ta'ala snatches the person's peace away. So when this is such a major warning, we understand how important this is. And in the Quran Allah Ta'ala says, Give the relatives their rights, whatever their right is, give it to them. So maintaining of family ties. Here and often petty things, small little things. Somebody just said something, somebody didn't say something. Sometimes somebody said something that became a problem and sometimes somebody didn't say something. That became a problem also. The person didn't tell me something. For example now, he didn't con- congratulate me on something. So now, that too became a problem. Like one, there was a problem between two, one couple. So that person was saying a lot of things to his wife all the time. So he was advised, look, there's not the way to carry on. You're saying all these kind of things, hurtful things and whatever. So fine. After some time, again, the problem came. So he said that, Wallah, I didn't say anything. I didn't say one word. He's taking, Wallah, I didn't say one word. And actually, what he was saying was 100% correct. He hadn't said one word for about three days. He was busy giving the silent treatment. So, Saying something can be a problem also and not saying anything can be a problem also. Both things can be a problem. It just depends what's the actual context of it. So in any case, these trivial things sometimes. Somebody said something, somebody didn't say something. Somebody forgot to invite me for his son's wedding. And somebody, one issue came up somewhere. So in the process, can we imagine how things can become, in the process this came up. Ten years ago that wedding took place. But 10 years ago when that wedding took place, as it is, these are all customary things, got no basis in Shariat and Deen. Now the complaint is, that that time too when that wedding took place, they didn't show me the kunchas. So that is still now stored in the memory bank there. So this is, now that all this is still in the heart. And Shabai Bharat has come and gone 10 times in the person's life. But they didn't show me the kunchas. Whereas that, what, what is this? 
So in any case, these things now become issues on which people cut off family ties. Now somebody is not talking to the next person. Somebody doesn't want to see the next person. If I pass away, you must even come to my funeral. These kind of statements are then made. And uh, I don't want to see you. You don't see me also whether I'm living or I'm dead also. Don't come see me. So, What are we? We are putting those barriers in front of over ourselves and depriving ourselves of the mercy and the forgiveness of this night. So Allah's Nabi Wasallam is encouraging us, exhorting us that look, get these things cleaned out. This great occasion is coming. The month of Ramadan is coming. This is the time now to clean ourselves. So that when the Mubarak month comes, we are ready to receive that purity, that great blessings of that month. And our hearts are cleaned out. So this was the other aspect that has been mentioned. Then one category that is mentioned in the hadith, Mudminu Khamrin, the person who indulges in intoxicants. Such a person is also deprived of the forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala. These are things that we have to take seriously. That this is not something for a moment. Later on we'll sort it out. Allah knows best how much life we got. We don't know whether we have tomorrow. We don't know whether we will see the end of tonight. Or even see the rest of tonight. This is something which if a person needs help with, he must go for help. And on the one hand, somebody has a problem, then he should beg Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness, he should seek help, and should rectify himself, and for the person who Allah Ta'ala has saved him, that too is Allah Ta'ala's gift and ni'mad. It is not for us to look down upon anybody, or to regard ourselves as better than anybody. If somebody is in some problem, it is our duty to help the person. It is our duty to assist one another. Allah Ta'ala wa ta'ala says, وَتَعَاوَنُوا عَلَى الْبِرِّ وَالتَّقْوَى assist one another one another in acts of righteousness and in acts of taqwa don't assist one another in acts of sin and rebellion so we are no better than anybody who is better only Allah Ta'ala knows on the day of Qiyamah that will become apparent in this world we are all the servants of Allah Ta'ala somebody has one problem in their lives we have other problems in our lives we should be focusing on our problems and assisting one another Another category that mentioned is Musbilu Izarin. That males who allow their garments to flow beneath their ankles. This is outwardly a simple thing, but yet it can become a very major issue. Whereas it's a very, very straightforward thing. Now the question somebody may ask, but what does this have to do with forgiveness? Then we should ask Allah wa ta'ala about that. Ya Allah, why did you reveal this to your Nabi Sallallahu Because he didn't say anything of his own accord. He wouldn't say anything of his own desire. Whatever he said was revelation. Either it was a revelation that came in the form of the Quran Sharif, or it was a revelation that was inspired on his heart, and he expressed it in his words, which became the Hadith Sharif. So whatever he said, he said from Allah Ta'ala's side. So that we should question Allah Ta'ala, that you are our creator, you created us, you are our sustainer, but yet we have this question against you, that why did you bring about this command? We are the total slaves of Allah Ta'ala. Whatever Allah Ta'ala has given, whatever command, Allah Ta'ala knows his hikmat. Allah Ta'ala wants us to be his humble servants and slaves. And to totally submit to him. What, this is what Islam is all about. Islam is submission. To submit ourselves to Allah Ta'ala. All this takes is to make sincere tawbah and to desist from that practice in future. And we also share and gain the mercies of this night. So these are some of the categories. Apart from that, what has been mentioned in the hadith also is a person who commits murder. The person who is, a, who is involved in sihr, black magic, these people also deprived. These are all major sins. If a person has become involved in any such thing, he needs to make sincere tawbah, make amends, sort those matters out, and become one of those who will get the forgiveness of Allah on this night. And clean ourselves out for this Mubarak month of Ramadan that is coming. May Allah wa ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfiq that we become the true servants of Allah Ta'ala. We clean our hearts out, clean our lives out of all the things that Allah Ta'ala has forbidden, especially these aspects that have been mentioned. And may Allah Ta'ala forgive us, forgive one and all, forgive our families, forgive our entire, uh, our relatives and friends, forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And may Allah Ta'ala, wa ta'ala enable us to reach Mubarak month of Ramadan with salamati and afiyat and bless us in that Mubarak month as well. Wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma laka alhamdulillahi wa laka shukru kulluhu. اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك 
جز اللہ عنا نبینا محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم بما هو اہل ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم انك انت العز الاكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين والحقنا شهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين وان حديث شريف ذات واز ذات ووت مست اوت ويتش از فيري امبورتنت ذات اون ذس نايت الله تعالى سبيشل ميرسيز ديسند اون ذا لوست هيفن اند ثرو اوت ذا نايت ثرو اوت ذا نايت الله تعالى هي سيلف بروكليمز لا هل من مستغفر فاغفر له از ذي سمبدي سيكينج فورغيفنس اي مي فورغيف هيم so which is giving us the message that we should be seeking forgiveness so how we are going to spend this night is not the end of the night now that we've attended one program the program is to merely just encourage us so that we then engage ourselves to some extent in the night the whole night is not possible for us somebody half the night somebody quarter the night somebody one hour but some amount we could do try and apply ourselves allah taala then ask hal min mustarziqin arzuqa somebody seeking sustenance i may grant it to him هل من مستغفر فاغفر هل الا هل من مبتلا فاعافيا somebody in any problem i will relieve that problem for of his so allah taala himself is asking the whole night if the banda is not now responding that ya allah i am asking for it that we will deprive ourselves therefore what to do in this night is to now whatever ibadat tilawat of the quran sharif some nafil salah and to zikr and a lot of time as much as we can in dua allah taala give us tawfiq